Fewer Federal Reserve officials expecting the central bank to raise interest rates more than once this year. What does this mean for real estate? Well, let's find out from Arosh Sotudania. He is the chief credit officer for Realty Shares, joining us from San Francisco. Thank you for being with us. Uh, tell us first the, the the relationship that exists. I was looking at the fixed rate, the 30-year fixed rate mortgage, 36 percent right now. Uh, is that about as low as it's ever going to go, or can you see rates for mortgages decline even more? Um, potentially, they can. Uh, thanks for having me on. Potentially, I think they can uh, decline a little bit more, but uh, we're near historic lows, so it's hard to imagine that rates uh, would go that much lower. So uh, the housing market, the commercial real estate market, would you say then that, yes, the Fed is being very uh, dovish, they're not going to start drawing out liquidity, but not so affected by what looks like it could be a bit of a shift, that the Fed is uh, wondering when it's going to raise weights again, and it could only do one rate hike this year, which isn't much of a tightening cycle, is it? Exactly. I think most of us now expect that uh, potentially they w- there will be one more tightening uh, this year, uh, most likely after the election. But what does that mean for the housing market, residential real estate and commercial real estate and construction and all these things? I think we remain in the, in the status quo. We've seen a little bit of softening in uh, the commercial space. Uh, the single-family space has been quite robust, and we would expect that to uh, continue uh, that way for at least through the summer um, until in the fall it goes through its uh, cyclical uh, seasonal slowdown. Arosh, uh, as the uh, chief credit officer at Realty Shares, uh, which is a an online marketplace for real estate investing, you connect the institutional investors uh, to real estate investment opportunities. Tell us about the rate of return that investors want in order to participate in funding some of these real estate investments. So typically for us, we're seeing investors demand, depending on uh, the type of uh, product that we put in front of them. But for first lien debt, uh, we do uh, rehabilitation loans for single-family loans, uh, single-family properties, and they're looking at returns typically 9 to 11% range. And then we have preferred equity and uh, JV equity positions, and those are typically in the mid-teens to high-teens. Uh, You know, in a recent blog posting from the Realty Shares blog, you note that when it comes to the Fed and bond market rates, that the important relationship is how real estate returns compare to long-term interest rates. And you cite uh, a J.P. Morgan estimate that the 10-year Treasury yield could rise to 4.5 to 5% over the next five years. Well, you know, a lot of people out there in the bond market now who are betting it'll be potentially much longer than that before the the 10-year note moves up anywhere close to that. And in fact, right now, this rally could continue. We could see yields even lower, particularly as there's so many negative bond yields around the world driving global investors to get little yield in the U.S. What does that mean for real estate? Uh, That's exactly right. I think we expect also that... uh the 10-year uh, yield will move up slower than uh, than the study you mentioned. Um, and I think that will mean that uh, investors will continue hunting for yield and gravitating towards uh, platforms like ours, uh, Realty Shares, uh, where they can potentially get uh, some higher yield. 
Well, with higher yield, don't you also get higher risk? I note that you are a former city mortgage head of risk policy and controls, also uh, executive risk management at Ally Financial and former Fannie Mae director of risk. Someone's taking on risk because this doesn't last forever. Trees do not grow to the sky. That's right. And we find that some of the uh, some of our most popular investments are in the shorter uh, duration uh, type of investments, for example, are uh, one-year rehab loans. Uh, and I think uh, that time horizon is short enough that investors can understand and dimension the risk they're facing when, when they uh, participate in those activities. And then, uh, uh, you know, some of our longer-term deals, uh, there is some additional risk, but uh, we try to underwrite them as uh, very prudently, uh, prudently so that that risk is uh, carefully articulated and our investors know what they're getting into. Yeah, well, so when you look at uh, real estate investing right now, and you look at the kind of product you have, uh, big REITs more broadly, uh, there uh, are parts of the country, (laughs) New York City, San Francisco, even Seattle now, a lot of places where prices have shot way high, and they've shot up on commercial as well as residential real estate. In fact, I was reading some work from Bloomberg Intelligence showing how over the past... uh, Six months or so, a lot of the big REITs that hold New York commercial properties have been selling that to buy cheaper properties in other parts of the country. I guess what I want to ask you is, how do you assess this risk? If something's gotten really hot, is, doesn't, isn't that a risk in itself that you might buy at something that's too close to the top for a particular market? I think that's something that we constantly think about. And when we talk at our credit committee, uh, when we're assessing different uh, deals that we're putting on our platform, we discuss that thoroughly. But one of our, um, the part of the market that we're active uh, is primarily actually in those secondary markets where the real estate prices, especially on the commercial side, haven't gone up uh, as much and cap rates haven't declined as much. And so uh, some of that risk is mitigated, we think, as cap rates uh, start uh, increasing over the long term for some of these commercial deals, uh, uh, there will be some cap rate compression as uh, the cap rates in the secondary markets didn't really participate as much in the upside and therefore won't go uh, down, uh, sorry, won't uh, decline, uh, won't increase as much uh, as values uh, decline for some of the A-class properties in, in some of the markets where real estate prices have run up uh, most. Well, if you've got A-class investors, the cost of money might be relatively inexpensive, but you might have to put up more equity than you did in the past. Tell us about the equity piece of investing in real estate today. Well, um, where we participate in is uh, is the niche where uh, there's very little institutional money. Um, and uh, so in our space, I think, uh, the value that we bring uh, to our investors and to our sponsors is is significant, and uh, um, we can help them significantly on, on that equity piece, on the smaller transactions that uh, we put on our platform. Rush, you began your career at Fannie Mae. Uh, you uh, worked your way up to director of the Risk Policy Group. When you look at the presidential campaign right now, not too much focus on Fannie Mae. There may be eventually, though. Uh, what would you like to see? What do you think should happen with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac next? Well, there are uh, several proposals out there, both from uh, members of Congress and and various groups. um, the I think uh, the ultimate end game, and FHFA has been walking the agencies towards it, is to um, uh, to. 
try to get out of this conservatorship situation where a lot of uh, the obligation of federal government is still ambiguous. Uh, um, uh, but, uh, you know, the agencies are walking towards uh, a common securization platform. They're working aggressively towards offloading a lot of the credit risk. And so I think any solution will be uh, sort of along those lines where the agencies will be a utility that uh, provides a service to uh, banking sector and mortgage companies and uh, uh, as much as possible uh, the credit risk is offloaded to private sector uh, participants and there are various proposals out there that do that uh, to some degree or another. Arash Sotodinia, thank you so much for joining us today. He's Chief Credit Officer at Realty Shares based in San Francisco.